Hello, 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 and welcome back to Blackout Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a new season of The Flash. It's been quite a while since we have uh, checked in with our favorite speedster. This is season eight, episode one, entitled Armageddon, part one, written by Eric Wallace, directed by Eric Dean Seaton. I gave this episode an 8.7 out of 10. I really enjoyed the special effects. I like the directing of this episode a lot. There were some <laughs> moments that just didn't work for me. It could be just a disparity in age. It also could be just uh, the common, which is my common issue with comics in general is sometimes the very cheesy dialogue and they were definitely showcasing that for better and worse <laughs> throughout this episode but overall i thought it was a solid premiere we start this recap in central city oh i gotta say it in the voice i wanted to say it when i saw it come on the screen Central City. It was the year 2031. I have been watching way too many documentaries that start off in a British accent. Some guy transforms into an Irishman and silently monologues about how they could have stopped this mayhem if they had it in them to do what must be done, which he will touching his Mighty Morphin Power Rangers belt and disappearing. Caitlin and Barry walk to Jitters with Barry still living in the moment instead of speeding around everywhere. Just gonna take some time to walk with my friends and discuss Caitlin announcing that she is ready to date again as Frost is away still pining over Mark Blaine and I'm reminded that that was a thing that happened. Barry saves the passengers from a train that collided in 12 seconds and in enough time to uh, get Kate her oat milk. And uh, this is a showcase of his skills that have leveled up. Am I, did I need to take a shot every time it was mentioned? He also thinks Frost will level up and who to date since we're still on that. Just like Frost did or Caitlyn did before Ronnie. And we're forgetting how much she leveled down after him. There was quite a few. The weird uh, Draco Malfoy was the last that I recall. Iris also has leveled up with Central City Media owning the whole damn building and interviewing Captain Kramer still on her podcast, Citizentopia, I'm just going to think I inspired her to do that, about her choice to disband the task force coming out as a meta, sans realization that they are targeting marginalized group and it's time that it has stopped. Amen to that shit. I'm glad she's still around. I hate when we get a character... And they're so one-off and we never see them again. And she's going to go see Captain Singh or Chief Singh. 
also get the opportunity to build up new relationships uh, that you didn't previously see or new interactions that aren't just the same old same old and i like that within this episode the new digs bought by sue dearborn do look good i must say uh, i like the way in which we followed them through the office like i said some really good camera work with allegra snap snapping to all the accomplishments in the last six months and the millions of new fans that they have Allegra gets promoted to chief editor despite three more qualified people. Uh, she called Ariz Ode. <laughs> and Ariz said, Girl, he my age. Watch yourself. Despite her trepidation, Allegra got this. And I like the idea of branching off arcs, not to always include the main cast with the main cast. Iris and Barry enjoy pizza from Milan with candlelight. And remind the audience that Iris's temporal sickness is still a thing that requires treatment from Dion. And that they are still trying for a baby, but alone time is marginal. Especially when people are knocking at your door in the middle of the night. Ray showed up with bags. Oh, hell no! So here's the thing, when people allude to the fact that you can crash if you are ever in town, that still requires a text message and proper notification timeline, in a proper notification timeline, even if your hotel was overbooked. Barry, Caucasian, says, that makes sense. Iris, Black, says, does it? That's white people Uh. shit, man. Ray obliviously misses the regret in their tones as he makes himself comfortable into the guest bedroom with both being like, I thought he could shrink things, so why these bags and inconvenience on me too? A card deck of four make metaphors all while the queen predicts the moves and deploys her team to try to steal something. Well, not try. They do successfully steal something. The whole dialogue and the the idea of this game while clever is cringe to hear barry and iris are both safe i mean it felt like it would be dialogue in an anime and i think that's where like the translation to live action just (laughs) uh just wasn't doing it for me Barry and Iris are both saved from whatever Ray is making for breakfast. And is it weird? His girlfriend's name is also Nora. Despite his apparent love of retirement, he seems to be uh, not missing the thrill of it all. Barry makes himself scarce when Chester shows up making himself Ray's personal guide at the con. Despite iris says don't you dare but she looks at her break bracelet and dips too like i'm just not even gonna try to pretend hard because i suck at lying which she really does at the crime scene barry determines the royal flush is a gang behind the robbery and they are the first metahuman gang while he was in a coma now this flashback makes sense because this is an easter egg that many people wouldn't have known could you have kept the easter egg sure but to let the audience in on it that's out that's fine as well 
But the other flashback they had with Allegra continues to be the unnecessary ones. And yeah, surprisingly, Kramer doesn't know that Barry is the Flash, because you know everyone in Central City does. She wonders if him inquiring about her abilities means he's uncomfortable working for a metahuman boss, but he easily sets her mind at ease. I guess that's the same word. <laughs> and I like this new dynamic at crime scenes rather than the constant Joe Barry. Because you're putting people in multiple roles, like you're the boss, but then you also coincidentally is my father-in-law. Maybe let other roles archetype out so that you have more diverse interactions. Allegra is completely out-talked and downright ignored during her first team briefing on the story she wants to pursue. The close-up of the faces was a nice touch of her diminished authority. When that girl just flat out said no and said, I know what Iris wants. I was like, what? Well, clearly not because you didn't get promoted. While using science, Barry is able to determine that the Mercury Labs break-in was related to the Calvert train collision. While speaking with Cecile, the Flash Gang, or Flush Gang, are changing their M.O., to become tech thieves having stolen a high level power source from the train SWAT comes through to report that the power went out at Iron Heights Barry is able to put all the prisoners back in their cells but the Royal Flush Gang is behind the jailbreak Ray tells Chester at Jitters as being the best handler ever surprising him Chester with a group of young hopefuls ready to pitch a startup company or ideas to him ray admits he wasn't being facetious earlier when he said his life is focused on his wife and his own lab chester understands and feels bad apologizing and telling the folks the event is canceled let's not infringe upon this great man with our disappointment and tears before he too bolts iris talks with the coordinator of the event of the con who is stoked to get iris uh, like media coverage on her whole thing and tells her that guest pass gets you into the after parties where they listen to something called filk what the fuck allegra pulls iris aside for a job and i like this they're not talking about team flash they're very focused on what their present issues are and it's involving work she uh iris that is suspected the other reps weren't going to take to allegra immediately and give her a hard time but she knows that allegra has the voice that her readers most respond to and while it's scary she needs to wait for it level up too (laughs) we all know what happened last season we don't need to see it the gang kidnapped a prisoner named jared haywood they find out at star labs chester comes in sad face that he screwed up so bad ray now hates him like why they make chester so melodramatic i don't understand he is a grown-ass man he does not need to be walking around like he is 10 years older than he's supposed to be 
he resigned <laughs> as his handler for the day then struck out finding what the chip was for so thinks he's an absolute loser cecile um they mentioned death and cecile gets sad and i'm like who died i know it wasn't joe <laughs> even though we didn't see him this particular episode i'm like are, are we still referencing her mom's death the way in which she talked about it it seemed like it was a while ago so i i don't know why they're making that extra relevant unless something else happened maybe her daughter off screen since we don't know her no more i mean that would be really sad but at the same time i would think if that were the case everyone would have more of a reaction maybe they did and i just didn't notice barry figures out after chester mentions cryptocurrency that they are robbing the com and that word leveled up is thrown out once again that's the turn that keeps on not giving the confrontation dialogue was awful between the gang and barry and he is easily able to outsmart them which was uh the boss move of the scene so when he looked at that one guy and was like hey bud damn it feels good to be a gangster a real gangster ass nigga plays his cards right a real gangster ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth cause real gangster ass niggas don't start fights he managed to say what was otherwise uh, a straight up no on on scene <laughs> chester is with the stick recording which i'm officially too old to like and too many people are trying to get that shot and kill themselves and this is this is too far um neither does barry even though he tries to roll with it as he's put on the spot and can officially say he's never been to a tech con like i'm not that nerdy he's like did you see the thing chester was like i was in it ray shows up for chester to run away like a two-year-old and i wasn't a fan because clearly ray wanted to talk and chester was like no i made a mistake that can never be reconciled i must go pound in the corner he exposes his issues with the berry but Barry pep talks him into maybe thinking about collaborating despite how you just admitted it can cause chaos in your personal life so i feel like you're giving him really counteractive counterproductive advice i mean what if his marriage breaks up because he's so invested because the way in which he said it, it was like a gambling addiction like once i'm in you know i'm, I'm in allegra goes uh round two with the staff and sells the idea of what iris wants without needing to name drop her or point out the woman promoted her which would have been an easy way but she chose to persuade them instead to her way of thinking i love that the authenticity of all the red marker because i remember those days and there's nothing like getting something with a whole bunch of red marker on it it's like damn fuck my heart <laughs> ray during his interview with iris explains he is indecisive about his future but will show up next year at this con to decide what he wants to do while chester looks on so comically morose look on down from the bridge it's still raining 
telepathic alien who we know as despero shows up and tells everyone to run which they do with him knowing the flash will shortly show himself which he does no demands just here to kill him he remarks that he didn't expect him to be good but he's here because he's evil in the future oh man not again adam thinks barry will need help as the man transforms into some other version with his space belt that's more imposing chester asks what changed his mind hello it's me i almost started singing some jesse powell you can't resist with the superman come on man it's been like henry cavill is the superior version and everyone knows it including dc which is why they're all like fuck (laughs) oh what the hell did why did he need to do the superman reveal trademark with the with the shirt like this place ain't got no glass windows Like, all three of them ain't high enough recognizable figures that people are going to be like, yeah, we know they're in there. The special effects, though, not bad. Not bad at all, as he knocks Barry out the window in his attempt to trap him into a vortex. Adam joins the party and gives dabs to Barry for working out. And I'm like, oh, we all know this, Grant. I like the use of Despero's powers, though. He can alter one's perceptions as both me- men think that he is in front of them, but instead behind throwing a car. And nice again on the animation here. That makes very sick. They need to find this guy's weakness as he encourages Adam to leave as it's not his fight. Barry splits in two, but the mirage doesn't fool him either. Barry asks, what did Savitar do this time? He creates Armageddon 10 years from now that destroys his planet. So he, Despero, has to kill him. I'm like, tell me more, tell me more. (laughs) Did I put up a fight? Well, clearly he did. Uh, I always say Savitar because we know that there's always a version of him that that's the original version of him an evil version the team are first raid disables the man's belt and sends him somewhere the team then reconvene at star labs and they wonder what despero meant by our world they wonder also if he was fooling him very they mean but kate and cecile disagree as she scanned the residual emotion in his mind sounds legit and a useful way to use her powers and oh they are both uh psychic people so maybe they'll have more of an interaction and we know how cecile will be loving her side men evil people <laughs> she also doesn't think barry is the bad guy in this situation me me <laughs> you, you mean me girl you've been long uh been 
around long enough to not at least side-eye it. Come on. But Barry knows that answers will soon be forthcoming as Despero will be back from whence he was sent. They need to determine what kind of alien they are dealing with. And come on, more Superman references. I feel attacked. Allegra congrats Iris on her account of the attack back at uh, CCC. And she approves of all the revised articles that Allegra inspired her team to write. Allegra points out that they still don't like her and Iris says, welcome to management. Ray kind of wants to stay, but instead thanks Chester for his inspiration and will found, is that the right word for it? Fund the Quincy P. Runk Foundation for Young Scientists in his father's name. After Barry told him, this is how you use white privilege for good and those billions of dollars in blood money that we both utilize. He hugs him and leaves telling Barry to just reveal himself because that works all the time with your enemies. Barry takes the words to heart and lures Despero to Star Labs. Why do people always need to say what they are there to do in the comics? I'm Michael Jordan. Stop it. Get some help. It is a comic translation and every time I'm just like, well then do it motherfucker. Most killers don't come in like, I'm gonna kill you. Well, maybe if they're trying to taunt you, but if they got a job to do and it's just that, a job, I mean, he felt like he was reluctant the whole time, so why didn't you just take him to the sidebar for a conversation? Barry urges him to check his mind for deception if he's not himself a cold-blooded killer and really doing this to spare his evil version of himself. He does, and impressed, Barry will reveal his true identity, gives him seven days stay of execution to prove he's not the killer he knows in the future. And that is pretty much how we end the episode. Um, I think this is a good basis for the five-parter, I believe. I think it's interesting that the season begins with the... Um, with the actual what do you call it uh, crisis if you will but I think it's smart too because it gets it out of the way and then from there you can unfold different story arcs so I like that I'm interested to see where this goes as I stated I do like the new the new guy that he's not a straight up villain he's coming back to try to stop something horrible that Barry does in the future from happening and we have a pressure timeline so that gives us a a good amount of time to solve the issue i did uh hear through the grapevine that iris is supposed to be an integral part of this particular armageddon as well so uh didn't other than her temporal issue i don't see how else that could be connected but uh, time will tell And that concludes my thought on this premiere, but we do have feedback, so let's go ahead and hop into the mailbag. Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here 
to give some feedback, something that I haven't been doing consistently of late (laughs) because I've been consistently on this struggle bus in regards to being able to watch shows. There are shows that I'm like one, two, sometimes three episodes behind and it's been hard to find the time to watch my shows and uh, do things that I need to get done, um, whether it be because of work, because of things going on in my personal life. It's just been uh, it's just been hard, um, a lot of long hours. Um, so finally, finally got to take some time off. Uh, the first significant time I've taken since April, and I'm looking forward to it plan on doing a bunch of stuff hopefully catching up on some tv watching some or show watching some reading uh things around the house uh visit family so still got a full plate but it's on my terms what i want to do instead of you know work related stuff or what's happening with the boys uh, my son team lost yesterday in the playoffs so uh, that adventure is over so that's something I don't no longer have to worry about of course he was devastated and I understand especially the way they lost to uh it was the same as last year with my other son they lost in devastating fashion again two years in a row so yeah we're we're ready to move on from that anyway in regards to the show Um, I thought this was a good premiere. Um, It did what it needed to do. Um, I'm always excited to watch The Flash, so it doesn't take much for me. Um, I just, you know, there's just some characters are just near and dear to my heart. And so um, having them on screen always does me a bit of good. Um, So, yeah, even eight seasons in, I should say. Um, I love... You know, of course, (laughs) I will start off by saying, you know, sometimes they can be a little heavy handed with uh, whatever their theme for the season or the arc, the story arcs that they go with. And it's like, we get it, Eric, we get it. (laughs) In this case, it's leveled up. I don't know how many times they said it, but I mean, it's, it's, it's flash. That's just what they do. I mean, at this point, it didn't deter from the my enjoyment of the episode I mean it did get a little bit much at times them saying it um but again I I don't I just at this point I just learned to go with it and I think that's just my attitude overall when it comes to tv watching nowadays I just don't have the energy to and to really get too upset about things I don't know I don't know, it's just hard when you're dealing with so many, so much stuff in, in your, in the job that you have, it's just hard to invest that energy into TV. <laughs> it really is. That's why I love watching, or watching, listening to you and uh, Mimi, because I get to just live through you guys, because I just don't have the energy to unless something really really sticks out to me and really I'm really really passionate about I just don't it just it, it's just not there for me anymore so yes I'm the old fogey of the group so um I'm just yeah I just rather 
let you guys go to town and I listen. Yeah, again, unless it's something really egregious that stands out, um, I really don't have too much. Or I just stop watching. That's just that's been my other thing too. Is something really is that annoying or you know frustrating for me? I'm just I'm dropping it. I'm and this is what you deal with 4400 because I was catching up on that show and um yeah I was like wow yeah anyway um as for this one I really love that Barry and Iris um have progressed we see them progressing to the next level in their lives with their careers and with Barry as a superhero I know when uh, I saw Barry doing the different things with his powers I immediately thought of you Christina because I know that's one of the things you talked about last season is you know seeing Barry evolve as a hero and doing different things besides throwing lightning running around the circle throwing lightning and so we got to see that and that's great you know we're getting to see Barry coming to his own as a hero not depending on the team as much I mean, the team's going to be there, and I think they have their role, their purpose, you know, and hey, this is what's going on on street X, Y, and Z, and this is, uh, you know, because even though he's smart and is a genius, I mean, I think it's unrealistic to think someone is a genius in all things, you know, some things you're just not going to be as strong in, and if someone is stronger in a certain area, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, depending on that person to assist but as a hero he should be out there doing his thing which we saw in this episode which I enjoyed and we got a little bit of help with Despero from Ray because again this is a crossover event sort of so but for the most part just like the the villains of the week you know he was able I love that scene in regards to just demonstrating his powers you know the 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 them, the, the people themselves, they, I thought they were a little corny, but I love the fact that we got to see Barry or the Flash um, going to Flash time, turn the villains around, you know, situate them, and not, just the confidence. It was really, really great to see, um, and that's what yeah I enjoyed. Um, six months after season seven uh, finale, so so much has happened. And then we get to see Iris. And her running her empire, expanding the um, CCC to uh, a media thing that we saw in the future. So we're starting to see that, the seeds of that um, play out. Um, I love that she had a podcast. It's so relatable to the way the times are now. Um, And then she has her little news segment where she's interviewing Ray. So I'm loving that we're starting to see her career take off in different areas it's not just a blog or this newspaper but we're seeing her do stuff um we saw a little bit here and there but you know just the interviewing um and uh you know she interviewed captain kramer she interviewed ray um so i thought that was great to see and she has employees she's expanded her um her the building, you know, the room, so it's like more. So I, the set is better. Um, I love that we got to see different sets in this one. It wasn't just Star Labs for half the episode, so I enjoyed that as well. We got to see different um, the world, so to speak. Um, I thought Ray was fun. Uh, I don't know his character too much because I don't watch 
legends i know that's where he's from so um you know he was in a previous season um i guess in a previous season so i'm mostly familiar with that um i like what they're doing with captain kramer you know you know making her a little bit more relatable uh more likable than i think they did a little bit too much with her last last season um what else yeah everyone is coming in like i said coming into their own doing their thing it was mostly about barry and iris in this one in regards to the different trajectories they're on uh i mean caitlin was talking about dating again i'm not gonna lie i could care less about that i mean she did that of course i mean i would say it's about time it's time they did something with her character because her just sitting around babbling off whatever she does in star labs is getting old it's time to do something more with her character than what they've been doing if they're if she's going to be on the show um yeah we didn't get frost in this one we didn't get joe in this one but i didn't miss it at all so um i'm not gonna lie um i mean i miss joe but it's not like oh my gosh joe wasn't in this it i didn't it didn't come to me like that so um i'm really trying to figure out what they're doing with cecile um yeah like what it what it what was her other than her powers expanding like does she have a job still does she still an attorney that's uh acquiring minds want to know and i like that allegra is mostly with iris with team citizen and not in star labs because that's where she needs to be she's supposed to be a journalist but anyway that's all i got it's almost at 10 minutes so and that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was shy with her thoughts on this premiere uh time is precious so i feel it about how it can definitely um pass through your fingers with everything going on <laughs> in your personal life i've had children at my house for the weekend for the last three weeks it's been and my mom has went to Indiana, so I've had to step in for the role. She particularly plays as the continuous babysitter. And uh, it's all falling on me. So I got like five kids at my house right now. One of them is like one year old. She's side-eyeing me. We, we've come to, to terms quicker. <laughs> we've made progress. Too bad your son's team lost. I'm sure he was devastated um on to the episode that is what they do with the cw and their corniness that's why i do have to and start needing to just have shots prepared just to see how drunk i got based on the theme of the episode maybe that could just be the new game um but it also is a is a kind of a comedic fodder for me to play with at this point so i don't take it personally <laughs> because it is in uh in its own way a charm of the show is that that just like why? why why did you say that i'm no longer a legend you're more than that <laughs> just... <laughs> oh. you, you can't help it you cannot help be like what the fuck nobody talks like that uh and yes i do like that they showed very independently and not and then that's the thing they have those moments and they juxtapose them with very smart storytelling moves like really 
bookending the episode between Iris and Barry and their their personal lives, but also their professional lives. And in the case of Barry, two professional lives. And you had Iris involved, but in different capacities. It was just very well done to reassert where the characters are after the hiatus. So that is the the continued charm of this show is that the balancing act always tips in the the favor of (laughs) and it has in the last few seasons that i continue to give eric wallace credit for is those really really encompassing decisions that are at times not overcoming the the failures but a lot of time or more than I should say are overcoming you know with the set pieces and building out the world and you know that is appreciated even though it's a very small thing that maybe people aren't giving enough credit for and the way they're utilizing revamping up the cast and how they interact with each other and their environments you know it is a, sh- a show eight seasons in now so reinventing and making it new again with some of the same ingredients and you know the same budget and even more restrictions you know it's easy to sit back and critique that but while you're critiquing those things that didn't work it is only in fairness to point out the things that that truly do make this a show worth coming back to each week and i did love the smile between barry and kramer like oh that's not what i'm so worried about is you being a meta (laughs) like if only it's an inside joke that you know with barry but it's also another you know because she's a hard ass and she's not just gonna let people and and i like that about her though that's the one of the things that i did appreciate about the character of kramer when she was brought in is that they do ccbd just be letting shit (laughs) be a little too confidently in the superheroes you know they're they're negating their own position of power in the city so having a checkmate on that i think it was a smart idea and that she continues to be that um even as she says you know i'm glad i disbanded the task force but this would have been something that it was the reason why it was created in the in the first place but my thing is is you can just make a new task force with more uh people with integrity but I guess the idea of it could be corrupted because there is this idea that corruption happens too. No feedback from Mimi because we moved this whole entire podcast to Saturday so that it could accommodate her schedule. And this half are going to be like, well, I'm downtown in the Chicago going to see Noah Trevor living my best fucking life. I'm like, oh, it must be nice to not be a single parent. Um... <laughs> Jackie, I'm jealous of you. But hopefully we will get her thoughts next week. If you want to send feedback, blackocotchagmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>